Hello and welcome to Healing and Hope Through Grief. I am your host, Jody. Thank you so much for returning and listening in again this week. And if you're new, thank you for listening as well. I am coming back at you today with another one of my grief survival tips. So last week I recorded a very short episode. I'm usually very long-winded, but I kind of like these just for a change up, uh, short little snippets. Anyway, I recorded an episode about a list that I had come across, I actually found that I had wrote probably about seven years ago. And it was kind of my grief survival tips list. And revisiting them now, they are still so valid and so true and so much part of my life and my healing and my survival. So if you missed last week, I spoke about a very, very simple tip, and that was to drink, drink water. So again today, I have another simple one. But is it really? The tip today is to move. Just move. Is it simple? I'm going to say not at all for most people in early grief because chances are you are exhausted. You might feel a little defeated in the sense that you just you just can't wrap your head around the fact that you feel so lethargic and have zero energy. This is all completely normal and it's actually expected because the strain, the stress, and heartbreak that you feel in early grief is so very draining. And this can hit you at any time, intermittently for sure in the first year, and most definitely on and off for months and years. Let's just say forever. I certainly feel that and accept that. I have days that I just, you know, I might be in deep grief. I might not, I might be struggling in a kind of a darker headspace. Maybe an anniversary is coming up. Maybe I had a trigger. Maybe I'm just working through something. And I know that that actually is exhausting. My body reacts to that stress in the form of fatigue. And that's okay. Like I said, I accept that. So I should preface what I mean by move. It can truly be whatever you can do. I'm not saying that you should go out and sign up for a hardcore spin class or intense boxing class and start lifting heavy weights and just push yourself to the limits, especially in the early days. You do require rest and likely extra sleep. And again, that's okay. So scale it down. Perhaps think small. Perhaps a short walk. Nothing crazy. Day to day, you'll know what you can and cannot do. You know, you're going to know. But keep in mind, this should still be a priority, whether you want to do it or not. Mentally, you need to set the intention every day that you are going to move somehow. 
you can do this in a lot of different ways. Maybe have a family member or a friend meet you at a certain time every day. Remember, by making your own list and setting your own intentions every day, you are far more likely to follow through with them. So that's probably why I had this little list. You know, drink, move, whatever. I'm not going to tell you anymore because, right? (laughs) One at a time here. So anyway, my move survival tip, honestly, is probably the most reliable thing for me. And by reliable, I mean it is the one thing that is the most likely to induce even, induce even the smallest measure of calm in me, most definitely, and help my headspace, my mental well-being overall in what I can cope with. In whatever ways your body might be able to move, movement can help. Not because it solves anything, but because movement itself, as you are able, can just make you feel better. It really can. Before my daughter, Sophia, was diagnosed with cancer, I was an avid runner. I attended a gym. I did boot camp. I, fitness was definitely part of my life. I relied on it then. I, you know, as you know, I went through a lot. I've had a lot of trauma in my life and in my childhood. I lost my mother at a young age. I had a very difficult relationship with her. So I enlisted movement and fitness as part of my life for, you know, as long as I can remember, a long time. And it served me well. It really, I feel like, you know, maybe even going into the battle that we did with Sophia, I maybe was mentally stronger you know, I can maybe attribute some of my my ability and my fitness on that. I don't know. I, I would like to think that I can for sure. So, you know, of course, when Sophia got sick, my life was solely surrounded on getting my child to survive and to live and you know, getting, beating this cancer and all of the treacherous treatments. And as I've said before, most of Sophia's chemotherapies were inpatient and that was my life. So after she died, I felt, as I described earlier, very, very tired and weak and very little energy and certainly not up for much movement. Hence, probably why this one word, move made it on my list. So slowly but surely I began small strolls, walking around the block, little bike rides, eventually walking to the cemetery, eventually jogging to the cemetery, and eventually going back to Blair's boot camp where I am now. And I'm going to tell you on a day-to-day basis, it heals me. COVID was exceptionally hard for me because I really am used to being able to go in and talk to the trainers, talk to my friends there, that group setting. But I am so incredibly grateful. They had online videos that I was able to tune into and I I pushed myself and I tuned into them. And it's definitely, like I said, the most reliable grief tip for me. It's my first thing that pops into my head, what has helped me the most? 
And that is to move. Just this morning, I found myself in kind of like a really dark headspace. I was just really sad. I just, I'm missing my daughter so, so terribly much. And, you know, outliving her is certainly the hardest thing I will ever do in this late, in this lifetime. But I got myself to boot camp and had an amazing workout and cleared my head. It gave me those endorphins that my brain requires and that calm, that sense of, you know, you're going to be okay comes over me and I feel okay now. Not fantastic, not perfect, maybe not even happy, but okay. And I will say 100%, I definitely feel better than I did before my workout. That's a given. So when I got home, I could focus my inten- my attention on, you know, my kids, talking to them, being present, on finishing up this podcast and feeling okay about it. Actually, not feeling okay about it. Feeling how extremely important this particular grief survival tip is. Even now, for me, seven years later, it is an essential part of my healing journey. So perhaps today, you will set a little intention, a little goal that you will start moving. Go for a stroll, go for a bike ride, put your favorite song on, dance it out in your kitchen, move your body. So there you have it. That is my second grief survival tip. These little tidbits are just my super simple tips that help me and I certainly hope that they help you. So drink your water and move your body and as always, Stay hopeful in your healing.